here in Omaha, Nebraska, recorded live. It's time for the, I have the 42nd rundown, but it might be the 41st episode of The Other Kind Radio, Talk Radio. My name is Jeff. I'm one of your hosts. Todd is your other host and will be joining us shortly from his studio in Dallas, Texas. The Other Kind Radio is a weekly podcast that gives the kind listener a break from the milk toast and replace it with good old-fashioned pop culture. On today's episode, we have a little mystery quiz for Todd. And then we're going to go over the Golden Globes. We're going to do a rapid fire because it is Wednesday night. It's late. And we're going to try and wrap this up. So uh, thank you for your patience. Thank you for uh, being a nice, patient, kind listener and understanding that we have jobs and things that come up that keeps us from getting all of this done, but let's go ahead and uh, in in the interest that we're doing this at night, let's go ahead and get Todd on with a little music. I think I hear him on there. Jeff, it's so good to join you on this 47th, uh, 48th, <laughs> 48th, 49th episode. Uh, our 300th episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love being here that it just it you know we have so much fun they just go by like that 47 48 49 right. and anybody and jeff, jeff just took a drink there so what i'm going to try from now on when i see him do that is i'm going to try for a spit take and just me going to spit all over my my green screen as you notice i've got my new fancy background up to look you professional so it looks great before we get you look to like you're sitting in front of our logo that's that's what i'm doing that's how committed i am i'm going to stand i'm going to sit in front of the logo now, before we get too far into it, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you for doing it late at night. Can you, in fact, tell me who sings I Like the Nightlife? Uh, is that my quiz that you told no, me I was going to No, no, your quiz out. is much harder. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Alicia Bridges. That's not who I was going to say. I was going to say Freddie Mercury. So, uh, born on July 15th, 1953, North Carolina. No, I, did, I did not know, but that is a great song. It is, isn't it? I was trying to think of something. It's it does feel weird, you know. The studio doesn't have necessarily windows or anything, but it, it definitely feels late. And I was getting kind of excited about uh, getting into the show and getting everything ready, so I, I thought I'd do that for you. So, um, obviously, uh, those of you who've been following the Twitter account, uh, Todd, uh, were you really, in fact, at the Golden Globes, or was that? Did I get that wrong? Well, I actually got escorted out. Oh. Um, this wasn't my year to be there, so they actually threw me out. <laughs> no, unfortunately, I was just sitting here in my little humble humble house watching it from afar, thinking that I'll be there next year, I'm sure. Right. I mean, it um, it, 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 it was an interesting evening with, with some definite uh, ups and downs. But I'm not going to let you get into that too crazily because... I have something planned for you that you are not ready for. You've worked a full day. You've been out with your family. You've run around town. You've, you're, you're running into the studio trying to put a show together. And I'm just going to do what really good friends do. And I'm going to throw a quiz at you. So take a moment, take a sip of water, coffee, whatever you got. And uh, I'll explain the rules right after this. This is the that's the wrong that's the wrong sounder <laughs> okay what happened to that sounder i had well anyway that was uh that was yeah that was wrong we record live folks go ahead well you see what i can see you want to say something i don't something. know what to say yeah, don't tell me to go ahead you know i i've learned that at times i have to vamp while you take a drink or you right. do whatever technical things but don't tell me go ahead when it's your segment when i was when i was waiting for you to get onto the show i was like and then I didn't record the sounder right. And so uh, we'll just, uh, yeah, we'll go with this. Okay. So as this episode is dedicated to Golden Globes, I wanted to give you a rapid fire test. Mm. This is the Golden Globes 
the Golden Globes by the number. Now, the way it's going to work is I'm going to give you a hint, maybe a year, maybe part of the person's name, but you have to see how many of these you can get, okay? We'll get rid of, okay. rid of that horrible music, and when you get it right, you get... And when you get it wrong, you get... Is is this retribution for the fact that I kicked your ass in the Oscars last year? No idea what you're talking about. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> your, your first question. Got to get a piece of paper out here, ladies and gentlemen, so I can keep track between the right ones and the wrong ones. You can hear me fumbling around. We'll do win, loss. Okay, are you ready for your first question? Sure. This actor is the most nominated glo glo Golden Globe in the history of the Golden Globes? It's a horrible question. Can you name the actor who has been nominated the most for a Golden Globe? Actor or actress, or is actor an all-encompassing of male and female? I was trying to be PC. It is an actress. Meryl Streep. Good job. All right, your next question. What movie won the most Golden Globes in a single year? If you answer it without a hint, I'll give you two points. If you need a hint, it'll give you one point. Schindler's List. La La Land. <laughs> okay. I know. This is so good hard. Movie, I love movie, it. Really? Here we go. All right. Here we go. Um, number of movies to win six Golden Globes in one year. Oh, God. Now, I will give you the years 1976 and 1979. They are two different movies, and I'll give you an additional hint if you need it, but that at least will oh, get so, you there. I'm, I'm sorry. You, you want, I thought you wanted me to say how many have done that. You want to know what movies have done that. Yeah, correct? I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't, again, <laughs> I didn't Can ask the right way. Years again, so at least yes. have that. Okay, so there have only been um, two movies to win six Golden Globes in one year. Okay. Okay. The first came out in 1976. The other one came out in 1979. Hmm. One for the cuckoo's nest. Wow. And it's 79. I can, I'll give you a hint. Mm -hmm. Part of this title might be a credit card you keep in your wallet. Part of this title might be a credit card you keep in your wallet. Let's see. MasterCard Discover. American Express. I don't know. What that's is it? Warm, Just that's me. warm. Warm. Express. Oh, uh, Midnight Express. Good job. Yeah, I don't I don't deserve a point on that one. <laughs> one Flew's Cuckoo's Nest was pretty when you said that era, because that was incredibly decorated, great movie. That one was kind of easy, but Midnight right. Express good movie, but I'm kind of surprised by that. And I and of course I didn't think through this before I did it, so this is where we're getting all over. Um Okay, there have been four movies to win five Golden Globes in one year. I'm not going to ask you to name all four. I don't want you to punch me in the face. So if you can give me two of those movies, you'll get a point. I can give you the, the years if you'd like, or if you want to, you can just try and guess. But give me some years. For, okay. for the sake of the dear, kind listener, give me some years. <laughs> okay, the, the first one to win five Golden Globes in one year came out in 1971. The next came out in 1966. Mm -hmm. The next one in 1973. And the next one in 1977. Holy sh shite. <laughs> um, the Godfather? Yes, 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 yes. The Star Wars. Ooh. <clears throat> Good guess, though. Uh, Love Story, Dr. Zhivago, The Godfather, and A Star is Born. Really? And it's the 77 version of A Star is Born? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so that's where I'm going to at least, before we jump into this, the Golden Globes are such hooey it, that it's fun to hear a moment, something like that. But please, go ahead. Absolutely. Um, okay. Most nominations for a movie in 2017. The answer is seven. What movie... It came out in 19, uh, 2017. 
got got seven nominations for a Golden Globe. La La Land. That would be The Shape of Water. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. They liked that one too. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Most nominations for a TV show in 2017. The number is six. The show is came out on HBO. Game of Thrones. Oh. Big Little Lies. <laughs> this this okay, is so, so unfair. I'm humbled. I'm humbled. You've pretty much knocked me down, Jeff. <laughs> okay, most nominations for a male performer in movie categories. Most nominations for a male performer in movie categories. In so, movie categories, meaning that they could be nominated for a director or an actor or a writer. Right. Or a producer. I'm going to just go ahead and change this up a little bit. I'm going to tell you that it's a, a male actor that has received the most Golden Globe nominations. Huh. And if you if you think of Glenn Close, was it Glenn Close? Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. If you think of Meryl Streep, you think of... This guy, Nero. Oh, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson. Jack. Oh God, <laughs> who hasn't done anything of value since? Oh, <laughs> late seventies, early eighties. Most nominations for the next one is the most nominations for a performer in the TV categories. TV categories. Here's a hint: she had a special award presented. Say Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett. Nice job. All right, we're almost done here. God. Um, let's see. I got to make this next one really good. Um, oh, because you haven't stumped me enough. Well, I don't want to make you go through all of these because some of them are getting pretty crazy. Um, so winners for best actress in a motion picture drama from the year 1989. There are three of them. Um, this is there's no way there's no way to pr- properly ask. <laughs> Molly Ringwald. Okay, yes, that's it. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver, Jodie Foster, Cher- Shirley MacLaine. All right, we'll do one last one before we get into the uh, the meat of it all. All right, here we go. We'll, uh-huh. we'll we'll do this. We'll end this on a high note. Now Hang that, on, I need I need to get a breath. God. Okay, go ahead. Now that you now that you hate me. Um, that, that took place long ago, but go ahead. Most nominations for best director. The number is 12 and it's director of a motion picture. He's one. Uh, I have a feeling this is a trick, but I mean, the easiest one to say is Spielberg. There you go. All Thanks right. For- <laughs> Let's give him a big round of applause, folks. Oh. Good Lord. Wow. Did somebody just whistle at me? Yeah. Yeah, I think they saw you on stage. They were like, hey. Thank you. I'll give. I'll get your number later. <laughs> well, how do you feel now? Do you feel like, do you feel better about yourself? I don't even, I didn't even, a lot score. I think you got 15 right and two wrong. So I think, I think I you. Strike that and reverse it. <laughs> uh, so I feel about like I do after I actually watch the Golden Globes. Kind of like, what, what just happened? Right, right. Yes, and, and with that being said, let's go ahead and go right over to the, the center stage and let's talk about these these Golden Globes. Because uh, after we're done talking about the Golden Globes, we're going to announce the winner of our Amazon Echo Dot as donated uh, by Todd. So let's get winner, 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 chicken dinner. That's right. And I've got a little production value music here for us. Is that the right music this time? Yes, it is. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for your your, your, 2019 Golden Globe winner, as brought to you by The Other Kind Radio. Um, A lot of the time, these uh, production thoughts seem so much better in my head and very rarely work out that way. All right, that uh, song right there is called Happy Life by Fred J.I. It's available on SoundCloud. Make sure you check it out as uh, it's copyright-free music. So thank you for putting that out there. All right, so 2019 Golden Globes. Um, You said you saw them. You watched them at home? I did. Uh, As much as I truly protest them, uh, for those that don't know, this is the Hollywood Foreign Press, uh, their award show. 
and it is notoriously known for being a bit full of hooey. Right. Uh, this goes back to the scandals in the 70s when Pia Zadora, who is an actress that came on in a movie called Butterfly, co-starring Orson Welles, and no one had known her. And she'd done a little bit of soft porn, honestly. And she Oof. did this film and won the best newcomer or something like that, which I don't believe they do that anymore. And then it came out that her husband bought the award. She, he paid off the Hollywood Foreign Press to give her the award, and she promptly went away. Um, I'm not saying that they're still at those levels, but there, there are some pretty easy things we're going to expose just by going through this list. It's pretty much garbage. However, my wife and I watch it every year. We recorded it. We sat down. And, and the one thing I'll give them, they do award shows like everybody else should do. It's like, here's a quick joke. Here's the award. Here's right. a quick joke. Here's an award. There's no slowdown like the Oscars get. Speaking of which, um, it was uh, uh, hosted by, is it Sandra Ho? Do you, do you know her name? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> really? It, she won the award. Her name is, uh, uh, oh, my God. Okay, but, uh, yeah, it is Sandra O. Oh, Sandra yeah. O. Oh, and oh, then, oh, what is it? Oh, Sandra O. Oh. Right, and Adam uh, Sandberg. Uh-huh. I thought the opening jokes and everything were, were a little flat. Of course, it's very difficult. Um, the other thing that, that, that happens in that room that's a complete nightmare for most uh, sound engineers is there are, in fact, people eating and drinking in the background. So there are a lot of times it came back from commercial, and um, you could just have you had a ton of background noise of people clanging and moving around and stuff like that. But that's also the way that the, the Oscars used to be done way, way, way back oh, yeah? in the day. It was actually a sit-down meal, and I honestly <clears throat> kind of like it. Even though it, I'm sure for sound engineer it's a nightmare, I find it a little more entertaining that they're eating and there, a number of them are getting pretty sauced as well. <laughs> and some of them did. All right, so let's go ahead and get this started here. Um, we're going to start out with best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or motion picture made for television. Blah. Um, so I, I think it's, well, I guess we'll just go ahead and go with the winner, and then we can mention anybody that you th- that was nominated that I thought it was kind of interesting. So the, the winner uh, was Ben uh, Wishaw for Very English Scandal. Um, and I believe that's on Netflix and, um, going up, uh, against Alan Arkin, uh, Karen Culkin, Edgar, uh, Ramirez and Henry Win- uh, uh, Winkler, which I, I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't seen a very English sca- uh, scandal. I know it has to do with kind of the, um, gay homosexual kind of, uh, uh, somebody, I think somebody comes out at some point and they're pretty high up or pretty public eye when it comes to, um, uh, the position they're in. So I, I definitely can see that playing a part, but, uh, to, to see Barry and, um, uh, Henry Winkler kind of ignored has, I don't know if Henry Winkler has won a golden globe before, but this was an opportunity with Barry. Yeah. Um, I think the bigger surprise in this was Edgar Ramirez for the assassination of Gianni Versace. He played right. Gianni Versace, and that that is very recognized, very well done. This is just the Hollywood Foreign Press being as odd as they ever are. They right. pick people that most people don't think is the conventional choice. You don't know what their reasoning for it is. Ben Wishaw is currently uh, co-starring in Mary Poppins Returns, so he's at least out there. Yeah. Um, and that could be part of it. They they just recently interviewed him on the press junkets for that. It, I'm right. not saying that his work's not of a caliber that deserves an award because the guy is right. a pretty good actor, but it was a weird one. That, that, was a weird that's one. A, a great place to start, at least to say weird. Right. And then we have best performance by an actor supporting role in a series, limited series and motion picture made for television. This is another area where I saw who they were up against and was surprised. So we had Patricia Clarkson for Sharp Objects. We had Alex Bornstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, Penelope Cruz for The Assassination. Uh, Andy Newton for Westworld. And Yvonne Strahovski for The Handmaid's Tale. So shows that we're all familiar with. Um, Very surprised here because I thought Alex, uh, Thandy, uh, and... uh, Penelope Cruz would have been way up there. P- Patricia Clarkson did a good job in sharp, sharp Objects, but I don't think it was at the caliber of some of these other actresses. I think that the the big surprise is actually Yvonne Strahovski, or however you say this, that she, a lot of people have paid attention to her work this year on Handmaid's Tale, 
and they felt that maybe this was her time to shine. I actually think this is an instance where you've got Alex Bornstein, Penelope Cruz, Dandy Newton, and Yvonne Strahovski splitting a vote, and it goes to Patricia Clarkson because she gets one more vote than everybody else's split vote gets. Mm, okay. All right, next is uh, Best Performance by an Actor in a Television Series, Musical Comedy. We had Michael Douglas for uh, The Kaminsky Method, Jim Carrey with Kidding, Donald Glover with Atlanta, Bill Hader with Barry, and Sasha Barracone with Who is America. Now, I already saw Who is America is probably not going to make it just because it's so politicized. Bill Hader, I was cheering for him for Barry. Uh, and then almost expe- uh, expected Jim Carrey to do it for Kidding because it's on Showtime. I haven't seen it yet, but I was surprised by the winner, which was Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method. That's on Netflix. I have not seen it, so I hope it's pretty darn tootin' good. I was a little surprised to see that Donald Glover or Bill Hader didn't win. They are really the the critical darlings right now in that kind of category, and I don't know. That just seems like Michael Douglas, being from a massive Hollywood legacy of a family and them going, Oh, it's him. We must award him. Right. Now, did you say that the, the golden globes are a precursor to the Oscars or they're not, they can be a barometer to the Oscars. They, and they can, this is the weird thing about them. They can be one that makes people go, Oh, wait, we should recognize that. We should think of that film. But when Uh -uh. we get to the best picture winner, you're going to see a film that's most likely not even going to get any nomination consideration from the Oscars. Gotcha. We'll move on to best performance by an actress in a television series, musical or comedy. Um, This was the first category I felt they got it right. We had Rachel uh, uh, Brosnahan for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Kristen Bell in The Good Place, Candace Bergen in The Murphy Brown Reboot. Uh, Alison Brie with Glow and Deborah Messing with Will and Grace. I, I, you know, I understand Candace Bergen's coming back with that show, and it's very political, political and everything right now. Deborah Messing, Will and Grace. I mean, again, I, I feel like this is in the show where they're running out of ideas. So, definitely was excited to see Alison Brie and Rachel uh, Rosnahan on there, and was happy to see that Marvelous Mrs. Maisel won. I agree. I think Rachel Brosnahan, I, there are many reasons that show succeeds, but she is by far the one that just immediately pops out. I do think that Kristen Bell and Allison Brie, there's a huge discussion, in, in my opinion, here that they are grotesquely underappreciated actresses mm. for what they do. They are really, really good. Candace Bergen and Deborah Messing, I, I told my wife, I said, if either of them win, I'm turning the TV off. <laughs> <laughs> because that is rehash garbage. I, I'm so yeah. sick of all the relaunches. So uh, I I agree. They If they would have been one of those three that I mentioned, I'm fine. But I really like Rachel Brosnahan. So we agree on that one. And I, I was glad to see. And she had a, a very nice uh, acceptance speech, which I thought was great. Um, and then we go to best performance by an actor in a television series drama. Uh, a lot of these I'm not familiar with. So we had uh, Richard Madden with Bodyguard, Jason Bateman with Ozark, Stephen James with Homecoming, Billy Porter with Pose, and Matthew Rise with The Americans. I'm, a fam- I'm familiar with The Americans and Ozark, but this this one I had no no feeling or really care about either way. Uh, I, I love Richard Madden for his work on Game of Thrones. That's uh, young Rob Stark there without all the facial hair, if you didn't realize that. Ah. But I, I really kind of expected one of two things, either Stephen James for Homecoming or my, my, uh, Matthew Reese for The Americans because that's his final season. Critics really loved it. I kind of expected them to give him a moment. Um, I like Richard Madden. I, I was really rather indifferent outside of Matthew Reese. That uh, <clears throat> that makes more sense. I didn't know because that, that show has been on. The Americans has been on for quite a while, so I could see them giving a nod as well. Good point. Right. Uh, on to best performance by an actress in a television series drama. We have Sandra Oh with Killing Eve. Um, uh, Kate uh, Triona Balfave with Outlander, Elizabeth Moss, Handmaid's Tale, Julia Roberts, Homecoming, and Carrie Russell with The Americans. Winner, of course, Sandra Oh. Um, I, I, I probably was pulling for Elizabeth Moss on it. Yeah. I. So this is the first award where I really felt like I could see through the reasoning of the Hollywood Foreign Press because Sandra was one of the hosts. Yeah. Now, I do think I, I've finally gotten gotten back to watching Killing Eve. I think she's very good. I do not want to underrate her. I think no. she she's the perfect kind of, I'm not going to call her a buffoon in the show, but she's kind of the perfect every person in that show up against a, a seasoned killer. I don't think her work was on the same level as Julie Roberts in Homecoming. I thought Julie Roberts was transformative for me because I, I saw her in a different light. I, I just think there was a re, a big miss here. 
I do, I do have to say, if, if you go to, and we're getting all this information off the goldenglobes.com, uh, if, you, if you go to the website and look at the winners, um, they have photos of them, and they're all very complimentary, and I don't know who Julia Roberts upset to get that picture submitted. She looks like... Uh, <laughs> it, it's um, like they surprised her. She was getting her picture taken. Yes, yeah. yeah. We, hey, you never submitted a picture. Let's take a picture right now. What? All right. Best performance by an actor in a limited series or a motion picture for television. We've got uh, <clears throat> Darren uh, Chris with The Assassination, Antonio Banderas with uh, Genius Picasso, Daniel uh, Ruel for The Alienist, Benedict Cumberbatch for Patrick Melrose, and Hugh Grant for A Very English Scandal, winner being Darren Chris with The Assassination. Again, another category where I'm not familiar with these shows, so I really had no dog in the race. The only two that I watched were the assassination, Johnny Versace and the alienist. And, and I, even without that, I think they nailed it. Cause Darren Chris was, man, that was just a performance that you, you saw him give every bit of himself to it. Uh, Daniel Brule and the alienist that's based on a book that I read and I really liked. I actually thought the show was a little boring and flat, which mm-hmm. was hard to do with that book, but he's a great actor. I think you got a lot of great actors here, but Darren Chris was a standout this year. Moving on to best performance by an actress in a limited series or motion picture made for television. We have Pat- Patricia Arquette with The Escape from Denim and See an Enemy. Uh, thank you. Connie Britton with Dirty John, Laura Dern, The Tale, uh, Regina King, Seven Seconds, and Amy Adams with Sharp Objects. Um, again, only familiar with a few of them, and so I didn't feel like I had a real good stance. Of course, I was pulling for Amy Adams because I saw Sharp Objects. But the winner was Patricia Arquette with Escape at... Danamora. Danamora. And if you've not seen that, go watch it. It is directed by Ben Stiller. I never thought I'd re- recommend anything that Ben Stiller directed, but it is a very, very good, slow and deliberate prison escape drama uh-huh. and once you see the story you'll it's pulled right from the headlines it's a true story and you'll go oh i remember this where this woman had slept with two inmates while she worked in the prison and then helped them escape uh she plays said woman wow i see shock on your face did i shock you somehow no no i was i was trying to think it was uh if i think it's on fx i think that's who produced it um no, it, it's uh, showtime oh, showtime you, okay if you have hulu or amazon or anything with the showtime thing you can watch it. it's very good right. Connie Britton, I she gets a nomination here because she's Connie Britton. I've I listened to the podcast Dirty John and it was outstanding, compelling stuff. The TV show is horrifically stupid. Uh, the tale was good. Sharp Objects was good. I will say this about Regina King: be ready for her come Oscar time. There's a lot of talk that she's going to get in. Okay, I like that prediction, and I like her because she. I remember her from uh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, she's a great, great actress. Okay, so I do want to pause real quick here for the kind listener, and, and I know that some kind listeners have kids or whatever may listen with them, um, but I do have to make a point of this because it's pop culture, and it's something that um, the lovely Catherine and I ended up discussing. So, of course, through the whole preamble of the uh, award ceremony, you're seeing people on the red carpet and everything, and I'm just, in my, my head, I'm just going, wow, there's a lot of flesh that's on display for this one you know and, and that's just a just a just a thought in my head when patricia arquette won <clears throat> she was stuffed into that dress and good lord um it was definitely uh you know it, it, it became it became something that was no longer uh just in the background but something that uh we ended up talking about um there, there's no way those could go in the background as my <laughs> wife said when she saw her my god those are unfortunate <laughs> I mean, there's 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 being a man in the year 2019, but at the same time, it's um, I was like, wow, okay, okay, all right, fantastic, there we go. And, and <laughs> I had to wait till the lovely Catherine said something, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's 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 pretty. That cool. is so funny because I, you know, and, and look, I've been married to my wife forever. We've been together forever. I can say anything I want to my wife. However, I'm not going to be stupid. Right. I was glad when she opened the box because I was like, okay, well, at least now we can kind of discuss that. But I was like, dear God. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, just uh, go back and watch or, yeah, use your For best For those of you that don't, go buy 10 pounds of potatoes and try to put them in a five-pound bag. <laughs> there you go. 
Um, okay, so let's move on to more mature subject matter. Uh, the best television limited series or motion picture made for television. So we have the assassination of Gianni Versace. We have the alienist escape from Danamora and sharp objects and a very English scandal. Again, having only really seen sharp objects, um, I'm glad it, just for those people that are, um, uh, Netflix subscribers, the Versace assassination is going to be available starting the 18th of this month. So I oh. will check it out and have it and watch it on the plane. Winner was the assassination of Gianna Versace. But again, I really didn't have uh, any feeling on this. And this comes down to why I hate award shows, because to pit, I, I've not finished Sharp Objects, but to pit these really well-made pieces of work against each other and say one is better than the other that's hooey because assassination of johnny versace is part of the american crime story that ryan murphy basically started with the oj thing those are great compelling tells escape at danamora beautifully done sharp objects beautifully acted i i hate award shows i really do <laughs> but assassination of johnny versace is fine that's a great choice right it, very well done Best television series, musical or comedy. Nominations were uh, Kaminsky Method, Barry, The Good Place, Kidding, or The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I'm familiar with Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, The Good Place, and Barry. Um, Kaminsky, I just haven't had the chance to turn it on yet. Your winner was The Kaminsky Method. I was disappointed. I thought Barry definitely deserved uh, a little more of a nod here, as well as The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I was disappointed, too, because I, Barry is one of those that I keep thinking, okay, when I get a few more shows that are kind of in the queue, cleared out i'm going to jump in i was actually disappointed the good place didn't win because i think for a network show it is so smart it is so funny and i don't watch comedies on networks but it is a smart incredibly well-made and rather insightful show i i kind of can't help but wonder if maybe this wasn't a three-way split but then again you look at kaminsky method which has michael douglas and it's created by the juggernaut of chuck Lorre. yes so the hollywood foreign press goes oh here's your award yeah exactly and uh, this will be a callback as we get into the best television series drama. Nominations were The Americans, Bodyguard, Home and C Homecoming, Killing Eve, and Pose. Again, Homecoming, I didn't think really had the strength to do it. Don't know anything about Bodyguard, Pose. Uh, have not watched The Americans in a while. Killing Eve was what, what I would have guessed had the strongest uh, uh, possibility. But no, this is the nod that you kind of mentioned to earlier. The Americans win, or the Americans win for best television series drama. And it's one of those that I think that everyone within the entertainment industry is one to recognize. They believe is very well made. I will differ with you on Homecoming, and I will say that I think in about 10 years' time, people are going to look back and think that perhaps it was one of the first moments when somebody actually directed almost film for television because that is so beautifully directed. The Bodyguard is very good. I haven't finished yet, and so is Killing Eve. It's a, it's a strong category. I'm, I don't know anything about Pose, but the reviews I read weren't that good. So this is another moment where the... Hollywood Forum Press put something in there because they feel they want it there. Well, and like you said, this is the last season for the Americans, so their last chance to get it. So very well, uh, very well uh, <clears throat> uh, described there. This one, I, I, for most, I could just say best original song, motion picture, and you would know who would win. Uh, we have Shallow for Lady Ga uh, with Lady Gaga, uh, All of the Stars for Black Panther, uh, Girl in the Movies uh, for Dumplin', Requiem for a Private War, uh, any Lennox, um, and Relevation for Boy Erased. And as soon as I heard those nominations, I knew who was going to win. And it's been my theory all along that everybody wants Star is Born to win everything. I really think you're going to continue to see this song get everything and it get nothing else. And you know my feelings about it, and I hope it's that case. It's a, it, That is a great song. And as soon as I also heard Mark Ronson, producer extraordinaire who did all of Amy Winehouse's stuff, was involved, I was like, okay, well, you know, I kind of get why it's such a strong song. Anyway, we can move on. You know, it's interesting you say that because there are elements of that song that, that you could hear her uh, Amy Winehouse sing, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he is, he is, I, he's one of the few producers of that ilk that I just, I really have a bit of a fanboy crush on. He is just super smart. Also, like the stepson of Mick Jones or something or whatever his name is from foreigner you know and grew up oh. around a band like that so he learned a lot of that stuff it's a great well-constructed song it's a bunch of you know not to borrow my earlier term but it's a bunch of hooey the way it's used in the movie but <laughs> okay. it's a beautifully made song best original score motion picture we have justin Hurwitz for first man marco 
Bell uh, Tremie uh, for A Quiet Place, Alexander Desplat for Isle of Dogs, Ludwig ooh, for Black Panther, sorry Ludwig, and Mark uh, Scheiman for Mary Poppins Returns. Again, uh, I, th- I thought for sure it was going to go to um, Black Panther, but I was wrong. The winner was um, Justin uh, Hurwitz with First Man. Yeah, between him and Marco Beltrami for A Quiet Place, I really, those are two films that stood out to me. One about, you know, this essentially silent film and the other that is about a man going to space. I wanted one of those two guys to win, and I'm so happy Justin Hurwitz did because it's the only film in the entire time I've taken my wife to movies that she ever turned to me and the first comment out of her mouth was, whoever wrote that score should win every award he can get because it's so beautifully and sublimely used. Uh, you know, you've got a director that's a trained musician who's made La La Land and, and all these other films about music. And his partner, Justin Hurwitz, writes a beautiful score. I'm super happy to see him win that. We'll move on to Best Motion Picture, Foreign Language, uh, Roma from Mexico, Capernaum uh, from Lebanon, Girl from Belgium, Never Look Away from Germany, and Shoplifters from Japan. And I think this we're going to see a lot more from this particular uh, entry, both in the Oscars and, and, of course, the winner was Roma out of Mexico. And just this morning, Alfonso Cuaron, uh, who is one of quickly becoming one of my favorite directors currently working, was nominated for the Directors Guild of America Award for Best Directing. It's a film I can't wait to see. I think I've said it before. I, I've just got to find that couple of hours where I'm totally alone. I want to see it that bad. I don't want anybody to bother me. So... Super happy to see it, and I think you're right, Jeff. I think that that may actually be a foreign film that can transcend into the Best Picture race. Uh, if they'll allow it, there are loopholes that will allow them to put it in. I'm kind of curious to see what happens. Yeah, that. It, yeah that will be interesting. Uh, next one, Best best Motion Picture Animated. We had Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Isle of Dogs, uh, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Incredibles 2. Um, I was pulling pretty heavily for Isle of Dogs, thinking that they would get it. It's a very interesting type of uh, animation. Um, but uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse took the win, and I think one reason why is, if I haven't seen the movie, but I believe there's a lot of different types of animation used within that particular film. I was a little surprised that Isle of Dogs didn't win. I really expected that's their kind of film, but I think you're exactly right. I think you nailed it perfectly. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is not just an animated Spider-Man film. It actually has quite a few elements going on. The story's a little deeper than you would expect, and it got fantastic reviews. So I think it's kind of an interesting win. Yes, and, and good for them. I mean, uh, just it, just as easy as we could see it going to Isle of Dogs, you know, hey, maybe it's good that they're getting uh, some superhero action in there and not just immediately ruling it out because it's uh, Spider-Man. So that's good. Uh, we'll move on to Best Screenplay, Most in Picture. Um, the screenplay is, uh, Green Book, uh, Roma, The Favorite, If Beale Street Could Talk, and Vice. And having to say, when these nominations came up, I hadn't heard of a lot of them. I don't think I've seen any of these movies. And, um, the winner obviously was, uh, uh, Nick, uh, Valigon, uh, Valleonga and Brian Curry and Peter uh, uh, Fairley for the Green Book. Yeah, so Green Book is that film. You want to talk about a film that the, it's kind of curious what's going to happen to it now. Um, when it initially came out, I thought, oh, that looks really, really cheesy and sentimental. Then I began to hear different things. What is it about? It's about here. I actually pulled up IMDb. A working class Italian American bouncer becomes the driver of an African American classical pianist on a tour of venues through the 60s American South. Well, the minute I saw it, I thought, oh, God, it's driving Mrs. Daisy. Uh, but look at this. Now, this is this is made by one of the guys that made there's something about Mary and mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber. This was his pedigree leaning into this, but he makes this film that, believe it or not, got really good reviews and it said it will surprise you. Now, as Hollywood is prone to do, they'll say that, and then they'll come back and say, well, it handles racial tensions in a way we don't believe they should. Because as soon as they give it accolades, they have to tear it down. The Hollywood Foreign Press, I think this was their way of saying, shut up all that stuff. We, we think it's well made. Right. Okay, good. Um, I've hit a button in my browser, and so now I am scrolling down to find well, how where about we... I, how about I do in the next category while you find sure, your place? Sure, yep. We got Best Director of a Motion Picture, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Peter Farrelly for Green Book, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, and Adam McKay for Vice, with 
my emerging favorite, Alfonso Cuaron, winning for Roma. Um, you know, I think of these, I'm pretty sure the only two you and I have seen are Stars Born and Black Klansman, correct? Correct. And look, I, I I had good and bad things to say about Bradley Cooper's direction. I, I can't wait to see him do more. I thought that when he was on, the movie worked. It just was a little consistent. Spike Lee, man, this is why I hate award shows because this guy, look, yeah. we can get into the political stuff of it, but though, and this is going to sound so snobby, and if you want to play the snotty music. No, can, no, no. Who, who treat this as an art form and have studied how it's made. You're not going to find many directors that are, number one, better more accomplished more well-versed and you want to talk about a director that if you know his language i i in fact when i took my daughter to see it i said there's a shot in here that i'm going to show you and it's a very famous shot where he puts the actor on the dolly and and they ride the dolly so it almost looks like they're floating mm -hmm. and i you know i said the cool thing about spike lee is if you know his visual style you can tell a spike lee movie if no one's ever told you it's a spike lee movie right and so I just, I hate this where we have to pick, but you know, at least Quran wins. Uh, if you've not experienced some of his films, he directed gravity. He did children of men. Great director. I, and, and within that same breath too, you know, Bradley, I think um, he may get some more nominations when it comes to Oscar time, but uh, at least for the first time of his directorial debut, debut, he's getting recognized for it. And I think that's all you can really ask for, you know? And, and I love the dude. I really do. Yeah. I just, I was not as overwhelmed as everyone else. Right. Uh, go ahead, and I'll let you do the next one. We've got Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role in, in any motion picture. That's weird that's how this phrase. We have <laughs> Marshala Ali for Green Book, Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell, Vice, which before I tell the winner, anytime Sam Rockwell comes on the screen, my wife just has to have an explosion of joy because she <laughs> loves him so much, and she was immediately distracted when Marshala Ali won for Green Book. Uh, you know, I again, I'm not seeing it. Yeah. Great actor was uh, great in House of Cards. He was great in uh, Moonlight that he won the Academy Award for. Yeah, I, I I definitely expect to see him get an Academy Award nomination for this. Also, a good speech. He was a good speech um, when he got up there, had his thoughts put together, looked uh, looked very classy, and and uh, knew how to handle himself, which I thought was good. Absolutely. All right, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. We have Regina King with Beale Street Could Talk, Claire Foy, First Man, Emma Stone, The Favorite, Rachel Weiss, The Favorite, and Amy Adams, Vice, which I didn't even know Amy Adams was in Vice. Uh, but your winner, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. Uh, you know, all of these women gave performances that – if you read about film, you saw their names time and time again. Claire Foy, we talked about when we discussed First Man. She, First Man, she was phenomenal in yeah. what she was able to do and the quiet dignity, but the power she withheld. But Regina King, I, I can't wait to see if Bill Street could talk. This is by Barry Jenkins, who made Moonlight. I Everything I read about her performances, it, it is one of those that you will just walk away going, oh, my God. I, I, as we already discussed, I love that woman. I think she is a phenomenal actress. She, she has that ability that acting half the time is that, are they really listening to what's going on? Are they really in the scene? And she's one of those that just becomes a part of the world with right. the world. She is there. And I, I love to watch her work. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy, right? Yes. Okay. We have Christian Bale with vice, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Mary Poppins, uh, Vigo Mortensen for Green Book, Robert Redford, The Old Man and the Gun, and John C. Riley, Stan, and Ollie. Um, I haven't really seen any of these and didn't really uh, have any thoughts, but the individual that ended up winning had one of the best uh, uh, speeches <laughs> at the end. He was all over the place, and then I read how the Internet was freaking out the next day because of his accent. That, of course, is Christian Bale with Vice. You know, my wife and I watched him and he, he the beginning of his speech, he was talking to his wife, who's a very lovely, beautiful woman. And he's saying how she kind of keeps him in line and tells him there are times he needs to shut up. I had that feeling as he went through that crazy speech that that very stoic, pretty look on her face was her holding back going, <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. It was a weird speech. But then this is a category that I, I think you're definitely going to look at Christian Bell gets nominated Viggo Mortensen gets nominated. Oh, Robert Redford got great reviews for that. And Stan and Ollie, even John C. Riley's getting early reviews for that. Lin-Manuel Miranda, who 
for those of you who don't know, is one of my top man crushes of the world, wrote Hamilton. He is just a phenomenal talent, does not belong in this category. Uh, you know, I'm not saying he's not good in that. He is not on the caliber of the rest of these people. Uh -huh. So I was glad to see Bale win. I've not seen any of these films but uh, outside of Mary Poppins, but I'm glad to see him. I like him a lot. On to best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical or comedy. Olivia Coleman, The Favorite, Emily Blunt, Mary Poppins Returns, Elise Fisher, Eighth Grade, Charlize Theron, Tully, and Constance Wu with Crazy Rich Asians. And we have the winner, Olivia Coleman. Oh, yeah. And there was somebody that won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did have a winner. And, you know, she is one of those actresses that if if you don't know that name, if you saw her face, you go, oh, I've seen her in a thousand things. And she is always great. I. I think a number of these women uh, actually have a very good chance at an Academy Award nomination. I, I thought Emily Blunt had the thankless job of following a screen classic of Julie Andrews and did wonderful as Mary Poppins. So I, I, I kind of expected her to win. So I was a little surprised when Coleman did. But I, I think that, again, you're, you're looking at a pretty accurate representation of who's going to be nominated for the Academy Award. And this part, I did fall asleep. So I um I didn't see the actual show from here on out. So uh, but but I picked up the uh, the winners from the next uh, the next day. Um, best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Of course, we've got Rami Malek uh, with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born, William Defoe at Eternity's Gate, uh, Lucas Hedges with Boy Erased, and John David Washington with Black Klansman. Your winner, winner. of course, was I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> No, no, our winner was Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. And I, you know, looking at all these men, I think you've got a pretty good chance, again, of seeing this is pretty accurate to what I'm reading might be everything. I'll, I'll be surprised if John David Washington gets it. This is Denzel Washington's son, and I think he ends up in this category because of that. Uh -huh. I thought he was good. I, I just I have this feeling there'll be other people to beat him out. I actually, the more this goes on, I, I kind of find myself thinking Rami Malek may actually win the Academy Award because if acting is the ability to forget that I'm watching an actor act and that I'm supposed to be watching a character, Rami Malek did it. And it's it's not a good movie. It's not a well-made right. movie. And he still was able to not just transcend, he was able to blow it out of the water. Yeah, It is a phenomenal performance. And the only way that the Academy might not give it to him is because they think the movie stinks. Worth mentioning, too, back on the best performance by an actress in a motion picture, uh, Elsie Fisher is Carrie Fisher's daughter. No. No? I thought no. she was in Star Wars. No? No. She has a Billy Lord is her daughter. I wondered that if she's, she might be related through someone else, but it's not Carrie Fisher's daughter. Oh, okay. Well, there you go, folks. Fact check. Not true. Um, well... <laughs> <laughs> we'll go ahead and uh, try and uh, get back into the groove here, possibly. You know, I can never find any of my sound effects when I want them. So, you know what? We'll just uh, we'll just keep going on. There we go. That's what I want. All right. On to best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama. Glenn Close, The Wife, Lady Gaga, Star is Born, Nicole Kidman, Destroyer, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and uh, Rosamund Pike. A private war. Um, I've only seen a Star is Born. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was dismissive of everyone else's work. I've only seen that. Glenn Close wins for the wife. And it's funny. I told my wife, I said that, uh, I swear, just like two days before, I read something that started saying, everybody watch out for Glenn Close in the wife. And sure enough, then she goes and wins. I, I, I don't think Lady Gaga stands a chance at the Academy Award. But, you know, even my daughter who adores Lady Gaga said she was kind of bad in places. Like yeah. That. Yeah. There are moments where I'm kind of like, Ooh, not good. I, I, I didn't care here. I like Glenn close. I thought her speech was lovely. I thought some of it was very beautiful. What she had to say about her mother. Um, that's all I have to say about that. All right. We'll move on to best motion picture, musical or comedy. We'll follow that same suit where I'll do the nominations. And then you see who wins or say who wins. Nominated for Best Motion Picture Musical Comedy, Green Book, Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Mary Poppins, and Vice. Which I do want to ask you something before you announce the winner. Isn't Vice, didn't Vice get like horrible reviews? No, it got it got good to okay. Okay. Uh, most of them saying that his performance, Christian Bale's performance is outstanding, that... It, it it was a it's a sat it's a political satire without bite is what many of the critics said so 
you know, I, I think that when we get into best picture type time, you're going to see it stripped away from there and you'll probably see, uh, you'll, you'll see Bell nominated. And as soon as I say that, I actually think McKay got nominated in the Directors Guild of America today. So oh, okay. I may be wrong on that. Maybe it will get some attention. But the winner of this was Green Book. You know, this, again, went through a little bit of a Hollywood love story where they were in love with it, thinking this could win and somehow spoke to today's climate of racial tensions. But now it's out of favor. I, I'll i be surprised uh, to see it win anything. But it, it, I do have to say this. Crazy Rich Asians, that I only I only got to watch about 30 minutes of it before my DVR decided to die. But, it, you know, spot on great romantic comedy. I would love to see it get a little more attention than it's getting. And I think it may come in Academy Award time. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. To, to me, it's just kind of it's uh, the fish typical fish out of water uh, type of story where, you know, um, the girlfriend finds out that her boyfriend's super rich and then, you know, right. yeah. Yeah. You pretty much nailed it there, but <laughs> it, it, it's pretty smart. It's a lot of fun. And again, it, I find it interesting at least that Hollywood's finally waking up and saying that there, there's a diverse movie going population out there that wants to see more than just another romantic comedy with two white people in it. And I'm not trying to stir anyone, but the no, truth no, is no, yeah. you start looking at how well Black Panther and Black Klansmen and Crazy Rich, Rich Asians have done. Well, it's it kills me that Hollywood's just now waking up going, oh, we should represent everybody. And we can make more money at it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Good point. Um, OK, that brings us to best motion picture. Uh, your nominations or nominees are Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, A Star is Born, and Black Panther. And the winner, becoming the worst-reviewed film to ever win the Golden Globe for motion picture drama was Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I, I would like to say I understand this. Uh, you look at, you've got Black Klansman and Bill Street, which were both very well-reviewed. Star is Born, which again was very well-reviewed. Black Panther, that's well, very well-reviewed. I just don't understand. Now, what was interesting about this is that Brian Singer, the director, was fired halfway through this film. Right. Because he notoriously fought with Rami Malek, and he then said that he had to leave to take care of an ailing parent, didn't have permission to leave, and they fired him. No one thanked him in the speech. Mm. Uh, he promptly the next day tweeted out saying, thank you so much to everyone in the Hollywood Foreign Press. Well, you know, your name's still on it because that's the Directors Guild of America Award, uh, uh, sorry, rules. But what a troubled film and a silly choice for Best Picture. I'm uh, again in my uh, new education when it comes to film. I'm going to agree with you 100. Uh, percent Having seen Bohemian Rhapsody, it's it's a you know it's a great um, example of someone acting. It's a horrible take on the actual story you and i haven't really talked about this on the show but they made up a lot of stuff that didn't happen queen never broke up and had that scene where they had you know he had to ask for forgiveness i'm sure there was some tension um there was also uh, the whole thing about him trying to go solo was kind of made up and then the um the whole scene where they weren't going to let uh, them record and do all this other stuff they made up a lot of drama that was in there and i thought well then th th you know it's supposed to be a story now again they've stayed clear from saying that it's a real uh biography or anything but i think the story itself and what um freddie mercury represented and brought to the table when it kind of came to his voice and, and song and music and entertaining people would be enough so there are a couple strikes first of all against it then let's get into the actual speak of film and acting and direction and lighting. Black Klansman um, is probably one of the uh, best films I've ever seen. And it, it, it's put together. It tells a story and is a film. Uh, I haven't seen Bill Street Could Talk, but I've heard good things. The Star is Born, you know, hey, uh, you know, he, he, he did his best and, and it was his first time directing and I thought he did a good job. Black Panther, I'm glad to see that it's at least an in there. It's, it's, a, it's a Marvel film. But really, when like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to, to gather some of your, your mold and angst when it comes to award shows because Bohemian Rhapsody, half of the passion and enjoyment that comes out of that film is the song Bohemian Rhapsody and people learning Queen music and it's very passionate music. 
So really, you as I as I said, I think when we first went over Bohemian Rhapsody, mainly the the, the most exciting part of the show is the, the Live Aid concert where you get to see all that stuff. The rest of it kind of just is filler. It's you know you really look at that, and I I think you by comparing it to everything, you really did provide an example of what why it fails because outside of the Live Aid performance, it is nothing more than a retread of a VH1 behind the music. It gives the little nuggets yes. of information you expect, but a film, a film would take, now we do get some tensions between Freddie and his dad, but a film, let's think of Citizen Kane, which is our great starting mm-hmm. point for all our conversations. We don't understand what Rosebud is until the end, but it is the mystery that ties it all right. together. There is nothing that says, here is the man, we got to find out who Freddie was or what it was that drove him. And at the end, we either understand or don't understand. We don't have anything. It's simply, here I am and let's do it. And as you said, many of the things are wrong. And I'm going to take the one thing that I was already kind of out on the film, but then there's the, the party scene in the middle of this when Freddie has like the crown on yeah. and he's coming downstairs as crazy little thing called love plays in the background. But according to when this occurs, they hadn't written the song. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. I, I'm, I'm not that big of a queen fan, but even I was like, wait, you said that they haven't done this yet. It's, it's just a sloppy film, and it's such a shame because Rami Malek is so incredibly yeah. good in that film, and, and, and he deserves so much better. And if you if you want to continue to talk about something like uh, Citizen Kane, you know, again, even just the storyline, yeah, try and sell somebody on that, right? Now, so here you are, story rich, and don't need to with Bohemian Rhapsody with with the Freddie Mercury story. There's so many layers and so many great things to talk about and explore with this particular guy that grew up and everything he experienced and, and then and then you know the way things ended up happening for him and his life ending and everything. It writes itself. I don't yeah. know why you gotta put these these crappy long scenes of of arguments and, and kicking people out of limos and, and them telling you that the song won't sell and, and all this other stuff where it just seems like you, you, they glossed over all of all the real, like you said, the the, the actual content of the storyline, and just kind of went like, well, we'll throw a little red here, a little purple here, and then to hear that that song wasn't even released yet. Come on, people! And this and is, I'm looking at the poster here, and the poster says, "Fearless lives forever." You know what? I don't get from that. I don't. And now I get that Freddie was pretty bold, yeah. but I don't see that he was fearless. I don't see what you're even trying to push to me, and I, I. Again, I hate to beat this up because right. I love him as an actor, but yeah. but again, you know, we are discussing best motion picture. And that's just, so to me, it's not even you know, Black Panther was great, Star Wars Born was great, and Black Klansman, you know, for me is a no brainer because that's that's real art, that's real work, and that is uh, based on a true story where they didn't have to make up any kind of crazy stuff. And and uh, Spike Lee did a great job. So we could go on and on about that, but. Uh, there it is, folks. Your Golden Globe Awards and and Todd and I's thoughts on it. Um, I'm, I'm still enjoying doing this. I'm glad we didn't do a prediction round. Um, we'll still do it with the Oscars as we'll have our annual competition. But um, overall, with, between the hosting and the overall flow, I have to say, and the results of the picks, I'm giving this one a steady five and a half stars out of ten as far as an evening spent in front of the television. Yeah, I think that I, I think my new review on things like that is just going to be a very steady meh. <laughs> yeah, and we do sit around and we watch and we want to be a part of it, but it is it is amazing to me. And, I, and at some point, I hope we'll see some type of change, either in the way they do it. A lot of it is kind of the same with the gaming industry, where you know they'll have E3 and everything, and Microsoft will have their big announcement, and the first thing they do is they say, "Ladies and gentlemen." The marketing president of marketing and content delivery, Joseph Sunjian, and he'll come out, and it's a guy that's you know in his late forties, early fifties, nothing against late forty, early fifties, and he's got like a a razor, which is a gaming type of you know, con- and, and and some shorts and some socks, and he'll come out and go woo, and then he'll stumble over words when all they want to do is see the the trailer for the new exclusive Xbox video games. Right. Some point that they're going to get that down. I only go on that long diatribe to say maybe they'll do the same thing with the Golden Globes where people just want to see stars and they want to um, see the awards and it doesn't have to be this whole uh, comedy bit thing that they're still trying to get uh, some length out of. So there you go. Uh, 
I, I do wish that we've talked about that in nauseum that I just wish they would change the format of all of them. It would just be so much more interesting instead of choosing a winner. If they came out and said, here are five recognitions for achievements and directing this year, you know, and they said, here are the five. I did notice too. The other thing that I took away is some of these, you know, they, they awfully just, uh, let's see now my words are failing me, but so let me back up real quick there and, and for my words, right. But basically what I'm trying to say is, they, when they did nominate or talk about a movie, they did it a little bit with the best pictures, but they didn't go into anything about like, you know, this actress played this character who was facing this or play a scene from the movie. I know that's kind of old and we were talking about doing some new stuff, but um, I didn't get an idea of what any of those movies were about. You know, you'd have to go and do that on your own. I agree with you. I thought this year's choice where they just sort of rambled about the film and showed you very little of it. Uh, we didn't see any of the acting. I would I would rather see at least in the, the acting categories uh, 30 seconds of the performance than I would no. uh, Maya Rudolph and whoever it was, Amy Poehler, getting up and doing a comedy bit that went on for four minutes. With the I whole engagement thing? What was that? And I know they think they're being funny, and they're, they're funny women, but I, it's, I don't tune in for that. I tune in for, for this, and I don't need comic relief. Give me the, the substance that I want, which is I right. want to see the movies. I want to see the awards the way I want to see them. Don't give me garbage. Right. I love it. I love it. It's the later it gets, the more <laughs> I'm pissed off now. We're getting all right. I'm mad as hell, and I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Name that movie. Um, mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. It's not 12 Angry Men. No, it's currently on Broadway, starring Brian Cranston. Uh, 1970? <laughs> what was that? That was the beginning of uh, Lion King. Oh. Uh, no, that would be 19... I'm the not It's a streetcar named Desire. No. Uh, who ate Virginia Woolf? <laughs> Or what Wolf ate Virginia? What was it? Virginia Wolf. Oh. Okay, you get, you get one more guess. Uh, I don't know. 1976 Network, directed by Sidney Lamette, written by Patty Chayofsky. Good job. I would have never gotten that. Uh, Great movie. Obviously. If you've not seen that, that is a film that, man, you want to talk about the way that we consume media now? In 76, they knew what they were talking about, where we were going. Great movie. Okay. We may break that down sometime. We should, yeah. Let's do it. All right. So it's getting late, and everybody's listened to us ramble about um, um, ramble about the Golden Globes. So that closes out 2019. Thank you, 2019 Golden Globes. Next will be the Oscars, which will do our whole uh, thing that we did last year. But now let's get to the real business. Uh, a couple months ago, uh, Todd was kind of he's holding it up right there. It's in a brand new package. It's not like been opened and played with or anything. Um, the other kind of radio, and thanks to Todd and his kindness, we're giving away a Amazon Echo Dot. For those that don't know what an Echo Dot is, it basically is the same thing as an Amazon Echo. It's just a little hockey puck and plug your speakers in there, but it works the same thing, does the same thing that uh, Alexa does all the time. And I don't have her hooked up, otherwise I'd ask her how she felt about it. So what we asked you to do was to tweet us, email us, send some stuff in. We had a lot of entries. We really appreciate everybody doing it. And all you had to do was tweet us, email us, and then give us your top three films and then we'd pick at random. And then this person that is going to win has the opportunity to be a guest on The Other Kind Radio. So we're excited about that. So let me get the drum set out. And Todd has the winner. So Todd. Can't get this envelope open. Hang on. Right. A star is born. <laughs> uh, La La Land. <laughs> it would be Mr. Bry. Mr. Bry. Mr. Bry. Like just the Mr. Bry? I, that, I, what I have in the notes here is Mr. Bry. Mr. And, Bry. And while you look up his actual Twitter Mr. handle. I think it's that. the guy that, um, I think it's Bry guy that, um, um, we're doing such a great job. We really are on, doing exactly he, what the Academy Awards did. He, he's on Twitch. Um, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Bry guy from Twitch. Okay. So we'll reach out to him, uh, direct, uh, direct message on Twitter, Twitter and, uh, let him know he's won. What, what are his three favorite movies? He chose Toy Story, Transformers, and Forrest Gump. 
which I, I find that a very interesting. I look, I would love to have him on. Get yes, him on here because yes. I I've never met anyone that has said to me now Toy Story and Forrest Gump. I've heard those before, <laughs> but Transformers. I've never heard anyone say that. Where where Bumblebee just came out and got fantastic reviews. People find, said this may be the the movie they've always wanted. Transformers. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to hear his explanation. I have a feeling he may be a little younger than us, so that uh, that may have some. But you know what? That's the important thing. <laughs> right, ding. We need to give you your own ding. But as we said at uh, the competition, we are not going to judge you. It is an interesting no. choice. But yeah, hey, great. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll reach out to him and see if he's willing to come on. And I'd love to hear him uh, talk about those three favorite movies as well as. Uh, what it's like to be on Twitch and broadcast on Twitch. So we'll uh, reach out to him. Fantastic. There you go. That's exactly it. For pop culture, we need to talk to somebody that's on Twitch. That's great. Go. And I'll make sure to reach out to him because we, we kind of got to get the address to ship this thing to Yeah, him. we got to. All right. Well, uh, as we uh, start to end the show here, uh, Todd, anything you want to throw in there? I know our schedule's all jacked up. No, I, you know, it's time for me to go to bed. It's past eight o'clock and I'm sleeping. <laughs> it is past eight o'clock. All right, for the other kind radio, for Todd, myself, thank you all for listening. If you do have any feedback, want to contact us, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at Talk Radio. You can email us, Jeff at the other kind radio.com, Todd at the other kind radio.com, our info at the other kind radio.com. We're available. This podcast is available on any of the major podcast uh, delivery systems. So, obviously, if you're not happy listening to us on whatever you've got, uh, check out uh, iTunes and, and Stitcher and all that good stuff for us. So, we'll be back Sunday. We do have some travel plans. I have to go to San Francisco on business, but we're going to work out the schedule. We're going to make sure we keep you full of more content from The Other Kind Radio. Again, for myself, Todd, thanks for listening. We'll see you on Sunday. We all are The Other Kind Radio. The Other Kind Radio.